0: As we turn our attention to the Word of the Lord, Amen, we're going to be, and I don't know if you can see the bottom of that, but we're going to be talking about today the discipline of darkness. The discipline, say that with me, the discipline of darkness. Amen. And as we... Uh, look to the scripture amen Isaiah 50 and 10 we're going to be looking at two verses of scripture in the 50th chapter of the book of Isaiah Uh, and uh, on the screen I have the English standard version Uh, so it might read just a little differently if you're using another translation but it says there Isaiah 50 and 10 who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant. Let him who walks in darkness and has no light trust in the name of the Lord. I got just a little feedback in this. Can you kind of cut my volume down just a little bit or get that little feedback out? Amen. Begin reading again at that 10 verse. Who among you fears the Lord? And obeys the voice of his servant. Let him who walks in darkness. And has no light. Trust in the name of the Lord. And rely on his God. Behold. All you who kindle fire. Or kindle a fire. Who equip yourselves with burning torches. And walk by the light of your fire and by the torches that you have kindled. This you will have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. May the Lord have a blessing to the hearing and the reading of his word. Again, we are talking today from the subject, the discipline of darkness. And as we uh, began uh, talking about The discipline of darkness, uh, there are times uh, in a believer's life, in a Christian's life, when the light goes out, gets dark, and it makes it hard to see and perplexing when you don't understand. and when I say the lights go out, I'm not talking about uh, because you maybe missed the payment on your Ameren bill. Uh, but I'm talking about the light in your life. Yeah. Amen. Begins yeah. to go out. And when that happened, uh, being human, we often get stuck. And we begin to say, Lord, why me? Lord, why is this happening to me? And when those times come, uh, it is important, amen, that we remember uh, the word of the Lord. You know, when those times come, uh, we feel like that if we could, uh, we could bear just about anything, if we only knew the answer to the question, Why? Anybody ever, you know, Lord, why? Why'd you let this happen? Lord, why uh, is this going on in my life? Why? Uh, And so a lot of times we get stuck uh, on why. And we feel like, as I said, that, you know, we'd be able to make it if we just knew why. But uh, why is not the question that we need to be asking. And I want to help you get unstuck. You stuck on why. Amen. Why is not the question to ask, amen. The question that we need to be asking, amen, is how. Alright. Y'all heard what I say? No. Not why, but how. And 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 how is the right question that we need to be asking in those times. And when we ask the question how, it is how. Am I to respond to the circumstances that I'm in right now, Lord? What is it that you want me to do? Well, what is it that you want me to do? See, a lot of people I've heard to say that it doesn't do any good to curse the darkness. Amen. As the people of God, we shouldn't be cursing anyway. Uh, But it doesn't do any good to stay stuck. And, 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 but in those times, when we go through those dark places, and we feel so isolated and feel so vulnerable, amen, that's the time to not get stuck on why, but say, God, how and what am I to do? How do I respond to this? Amen. I'm talking about the discipline of darkness because what you're going to find as a child of God is that, amen, uh, uh, in fact, I think when uh, when I think about the uh, creation uh, in the uh, book of Genesis, the very beginning chapter of the Bible, amen, it started out with darkness and then there was light and then there was darkness and then there was light and then there was darkness and and uh, and, and, and so a pattern got established there, amen. And uh, in all of our lives, amen, as believers, there are going to be times, amen, that we're going to be left in the dark. Yeah. Hallelujah. Left in the dark. So what I'd like to talk about for a little bit on today, let's think about what to do When the lights go out. And I want us to consider, amen, five propositions about what to do, amen, when the lights go out. Or the discipline of darkness. Amen. The discipline of darkness. When I talk about that, amen, there are times when Christians are left in the dark. Uh, You know, that could be a situation... Uh, uh, where uh, you got to stand by the sick bed of a loved one. Or when bereavement and death visits a family. Uh, Some might be going through uh, some financial darkness. Uh, When it gets to the point to where you can't make ends meet and uh, you don't know how uh, you're going to be able to take care of your responsibilities, Hey man, a lot of times, uh, you know, you, don't look, you heard the old saying, uh, they talk about the light at the end of the tunnel, and when they look, the light at the end of the tunnel was the train that was coming in the opposite direction. Uh, you might be going through uh, 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 bad relationships. Uh, you know, the quality of our lives uh, depends a lot upon the types of relationships that we have. And when things are going smooth and and things are going well in our family, you know, there's a there, there's a sense of well being. But for a lot, amen, uh, home and family is not a place of rest and peace, amen. It could be a place of darkness, and uh, you may be have a broken heart uh, because you got trouble at home. There are many instances and in, in situations, amen, as I said, where. Uh, Christians many times are left in the dark. But the thing that I want you to see and the thing that I take encouragement from is in the word of God in Isaiah 50 and 10. And you notice what, amen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the five propositions in just a moment or propositions that I have. But in Isaiah 50 and 10, the question that's asked is who among you fears the Lord? You see, we live in a day and a time in which the fear of the Lord among the so-called people of God is scarce. Oh, yeah. Amen. There's not the respect and the uh, you know there you know I, 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 I harken back uh, to. Uh, when you know when we were coming up as youngsters in the church, uh, I won't say it was perfect then. Uh, there's never been perfect time, but uh there was a there, there was just a difference. There was a difference. That, there were just certain things you did not do in church. Amen. I know some of you in, in uh, maybe saw that marathon Funeral or, that they had for uh, Aretha Franklin, and uh, you know, I, I look at things from different perspectives and what have you, and uh, I begin to think about uh, some of the some of the sights I saw, some of the things that was going on at church, and uh, you know, there was a day and a time when, uh, the mothers were on point and you just couldn't, it just, you, you, you just couldn't bust up there in church. And, 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 and even to the point I began to think about, and, and I know, uh, that, uh, now, uh, once upon a time the pulpit was sacred. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the pulpit of a church. It was sacred. Yeah. And, 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 and you didn't just set foot in the pulpit. Uh, for, you know uh, you had to have a reason if you weren't uh the one called to preach and the one and and, and so forth and and people didn't they they, they didn't get up and play there uh, and, and and what happened it was it was sacred space well the sad thing today or uh, for at least in my estimation is that the that the pulpit uh is not sacred anymore in fact, for a lot of churches and a lot of, you know, and, and, and it's kind of that modern appetitation, but they don't even consider it to be a pulpit anymore. It's a platform. It's a platform. And, uh, you know, anybody can go on the platform, and, and, and politicians and so forth. But, amen. A lot of stuff going on the platform, goes on on the platform. But uh, uh, the fear. Of the Lord is sadly missing. And I don't think we're better for it. I think we're worse off. Yes, yes. So I won't I won't dwell there, but I notice amen in verse 10. Who among you fears the Lord? And who obeys the voice of his servant? Not only is the fear of God waning. Or on the downside, but also the respect for the minister, yes. the respect for the minister, and in in and in, in a lot of instances, it is the minister's fault that he is so uh, 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 has such low esteem, because instead of speaking as a mouthpiece for God, it's almost to the point where it seems like he's become a politician. And some other names that I would think about. And uh, so, uh, but uh, again, uh, it's a situation where we're not better for it, we're worse for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the word of the Lord said, Who among you fears the Lord? And who obeys the voice of his servant? Yeah. You see, the, the midtime, the preacher's trying to be uh, uh, popular. To the people. Yeah. Amen. And and he gauges his success by his popularity with the people. But God says, my servant. Yeah. Y'all notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Who among you fears the Lord and who obeys the voice of his servant? Amen. Not his ruler. Amen. But his servant. And, and then the other thing that I see that's missing there is uh, uh, obedience. Amen. Obedience is sadly lacking in many of our churches. Amen. To the point to where uh, people are going to do what they want to do. Minister can say what he want to say. Amen. And I'm still going to do what I want to do. And again, that's a situation that we're not better for, but we're worse. But again, there's some hope that I get uh, from Isaiah 50 and 10. It says, Who among you fears the Lord and who obeys the voice of his servant who walks in darkness and has no light? That seems strange. Doesn't that seem strange to you when he talks about walking in darkness and not having light? Because what we know about God is that God is light. Yep. Yes. And one scripture says, in any minute there is no darkness. Yeah. Seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah. But what I'm here to tell you, amen, is that uh, I'm here to tell you that there are times. Amen. There are times. When God uses darkness. You all hear what I'm saying? I say there are times when God will use darkness. Hallelujah. And, uh, and he's talking about one of those times in this verse. Who walks in darkness and has no light. But notice what he says. Let, let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Hallelujah. So I've got five prepositions as we talk about uh, the discipline of darkness. Amen. And the first uh, proposal that I'd like to make to you, the first thing I'd like for you to think about regarding this, is that those of the greatest devotion may know the deepest darkness. Verse 10. Just because you're going through A dark season does not mean that uh, you've lost God. I, I generally say it a different way. I say this. Those whom God would use greatly, many times he allows them to be hurt deeply. Amen. Those of the greatest devotion may know the deepest darkness. Hallelujah. Darkness is not unusual for the saint of God. When I think about, uh, and and there's no need to deny it, thousands of uh, saints have often been perplexed at times. Amen. And uh, there have been times in their life when it just seemed like it didn't make any sense. And when I think about some of the Bible saints, amen, that have experienced that, uh, Job was one who was perplexed. Amen. In Job 19 and 8, he said, He have fenced up my way that I cannot pass and set darkness in my path. Amen. I'm giving you the verses there. I'm not projecting those, but that's in Job 19 and 8. Amen. Job was perplexed. He said, Amen. He's fenced it up. I, 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 I'm I, stuck and darkness is in my paths. Think about the prophet. Minor prophet or what's referred to as a minor prophet in the Old Testament. In Habakkuk 1 and 2 it says O Lord how long shall I cry and thou would not hear even cry unto thee of violence and thou would not say. Amen. So uh, Habakkuk had a time when he said, God, I'm calling you, and it seemed like you're not answering. I go over to the New Testament, I think about John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. And John found himself in prison and sent word to his cousin, who was doing miracles. And he sent word and he said, art thou the one or should we look for another? John was the one who first gave witness that behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. Yeah. But you know what? Prison can have an effect on you where it will darken your vision. Yeah. And Jesus did not rebuke John. But he said, give him back this answer. And he sent the answer and let him know that, amen, the poor are having the gospel preached to him. Amen. And, and, and what have you. Amen. But uh, what we're talking about is the discipline of darkness. And so when you find yourself in a dark place, the thing I want you to realize is that you're not by yourself. Right. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. Over in Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 8. The Apostle Paul talked about, he said there, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Amen. So when we study the biographies of the great men and women of God, most of them had a time when they had to experience the discipline of darkness. Some called it the dark night of the soul. So the thing that I'm saying to you is that, hey Amen. If that's what you're going through, you're in good company. And I want you to notice that God is speaking of the man who fears the Lord and obeys the voice of God's servant, and yet is in. Have you ever been to the point where you're doing all you know to do, and it's still dark? And you don't, it, it, you know, if it, it, well, something else, if, if, if somebody could suggest something else and you knew something else to do, you do it. Yeah. You ever been there? I've been there. Amen. I've been there. And and like the old song, amen, right, it used to say, I've been in the storm oh, too long. Oh, Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, it's all right. It's all right when uh, it gets dark. You know, uh, you know, and you go through that period, and you go to sleep, and you wake up, and then you got light again. But when, amen, it get dark, and it looked like it stayed dark. After a while, that 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 will affect you. Hallelujah. So, so those with the greatest devotion—that's proposition number one. Those with the greatest devotion, many times know the deepest darkness. Amen. Proposition number two I'd like to give you is that the faith that is born in the light often grows in the dark. I want you to say that with me. The faith that is born in the light often grows in the dark. Have you ever thought about that? When did you grow the most? Hallelujah. Yeah, it's not, it's not the half, amen, but many times it's at midnight, amen, when you got hot tears running down your cheeks, and you're crying, and you don't know nowhere else to turn but to the Lord, amen, faith, and and, and for this, this, this uh, illustration I want to use for a lot of you, uh, you might not, uh, remember, but, uh, For a lot of you, you might not remember, but I was thinking about uh, how that anybody remember old style where you had cameras that were cameras, and you had to load them with film. And in order to develop the film, the film had to be developed where? In In a dark room, in the dark. That's right. Faith is like film. It's developed in the dark. Uh, I think about some of the the, 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 uh, uh, great characters of of, of history. Uh, John Milton. uh, His faith, amen, was developed in the dark room of blindness. And uh, that great work by John Milton that was called Paradise Lost. Amen. I think about John Bunyan. Anybody ever read uh, John Bunyan's uh, Pilgrim's Progress? Amen. Uh, His dark room was Bedford Prison in England. Uh, Even the Apostle John, uh, whom God gave the book of Revelations, amen, uh, his dark room was the uh, exile on the Isle of Patmos. So there are times when God wants to develop your faith. And, amen, I, I heard one writer said this, that uh, we should never doubt in the dark what we've learned in the light. Yeah. Amen. So God, many times, uh, the faith that is born in the light often grows in the dark. And it is, amen, in the dark that uh, our character is tested. Oh, yes. How do you act? Not, not Sunday morning when the lights are on, but how do you act in the dark? Yes. Yes. What do you do when the lights go out yes. in your life? All right. All right. All right. Hallelujah. No, uh... One writer said it like this. He said, we live by the promises and not by the explanations. Yeah. Amen. Just because things don't make sense uh, to you, that does not mean that they do not make sense. I'm talking about being in the dark. Yeah. Amen. Uh, uh, not a literal darkness, but many times it, it, it's almost like a spiritual darkness. Amen. Just because things don't make sense, amen, to you, that that, that doesn't mean that they don't make sense. Amen. And, uh one writer by the name of Thomas Watson said this where reason cannot wave, faith must swim. Believe God. Yes, yes. Just keep trusting and obeying. Yes. And when you when you got those dark times, we're talking about the discipline of darkness. When those dark times come, don't stop praying. Mm-hmm. Don't stop praying. Even when it might seem like your prayers aren't getting, amen, above the ceiling where, in the room that you are. Amen. Don't stop doing what's right. Sometimes uh, when things go on or things go haywire, uh, uh, we get this idea, well, I'm going to stop doing right. I, I, I may as well do wrong. What kind of logic is that? What kind of logic is that? Things ain't going right. I guess I'm going to do wrong. I'm talking about to the child of God, to the believer. It don't make sense. It's hard living for God. What? what, 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 what. It's a sacrifice. You know, when he talks about over in, in, in Romans 12, 1, uh, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of you present your body a living sacrifice. Some of us, we're, we're complaining about the dark of, amen, uh, uh, folk ain't speaking to me, or but unto blood, amen. There, there were believers, there were believers who, uh, back in Roman persecution, there were believers that they used them as torches to light their gardens. Yes. And some of us, we mad because somebody don't speak to us. we we upset. Amen. Uh, 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 don't stop praising. Amen. Uh, you know there's some songs that we, uh, if, if, if you know, if you ain't gonna do it, then you need to stop singing it. But you remember that song that uh, the choir used to do? Praise is what I do, yes. even when I'm going through. Hallelujah. And we need to we, we need to continue to trust God. Amen. And lean on Him for support. Uh, it is better to be in a dark valley leaning on Jesus than uh, on a sunlit mountain without him. So proposition number two, faith that is born in the light often grows in the darkness. Amen. Proposition number three, some things are seen in the dark that cannot be seen in the light. Let's you start to think about that. There are some things That can be seen in the dark. That cannot be seen in the light. Uh, Let let me show you uh, some scripture on what I'm talking about. Uh, Book of Isaiah, Isaiah 50, verses 3 through 4. Notice the words of the Lord. I clothe the heavens with blackness and make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God has given me a tongue of those who are taught. That I may know how to sustain with the word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. Let's let's just take a moment and and, and focus on uh, Isaiah 53 and 4. Notice what God said. I clothe the heavens with blackness. And I make sackcloth their covering. In other words, God said, I make it dark. And you know what I found out? God works in the dark. Y'all hear me? A lot of times we get scared in the dark and, and, and we get fearful and we allow our imagination to run away from us. But I found out God works in the dark. Notice what the writer of, of, of Isaiah Uh, 50 and 4 said the Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught in other words out of my dark experience Uh out of that that experience that I had in darkness there is a wisdom that was gained that I got in the dark that I wouldn't have gotten in the light notice what he said there the Lord has given me the, me the tongue of those who are taught. He's talking about the wise. That I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. In other words, don't waste those dark experiences that you had. God will teach you something. God will teach you something. And when God teaches you, he will teach you and prepare you in a way, and 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 I love this. He said that I may know how to sustain yes. with the word him who is weary, because you've been through the dark. Yeah. You can help somebody else that's going through, Amen. and God will give you a word for the weary. Yes. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there, there's some things that I've personally been through. There's some things that you've personally been through. Uh, uh, for years, I had to deal with depression. I don't talk about it a lot. Amen. But, but, but uh, depression was a constant companion that I had to deal with. And I'm here to tell you right now, because of the experience that I had in the dark. With depression. I can talk to somebody that's weary with depression. And God will give me a word. Amen. Because I learned it in the dark. Hallelujah. And one thing that I learned. You remember what what, what was this uh, we're talking about here uh, number three, some things are seen in the dark that cannot be seen in the light. Let me just give you a natural exa- uh, 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 example of that. The stars and and, and, and a lot of times we don 't appreciate the stars here in the city where we got all these different competing lights. Anybody ever you, you get out past the city and get into the country. I'm talking about country dark. And when you get out into the country where there are no competing lights, amen, uh, from light poles and different things like that, and you get out, amen, there, and you will look at the panorama that's in the sky, and you'll see stars. You're like, my man. It's, 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 It's breathtaking. Now, where are those stars now? If you walk outside right now and look up, the only star you'll be able to see if there's not clouds in the way is the sun. But there are a whole bunch of other stars up there beside the sun. But in the light, you can't see them. It's not that they're not there. They're there. You just can't see them. And in order to be able to see them, you got to get in the dark. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's some things you won't see. Amen. Or there are some things that are seen in the dark that cannot be seen in the light. And 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 then uh, I'm still at uh, Isaiah 53 and four. Uh, look at the end of that verse, verse four. Morning by morning he awakens. Amen. The thing about the dark. Amen. There are things God will show you in the dark. Amen. But what you've got to remember, day is coming. It won't be dark always. Morning by morning. Amen. What I learn in the dark, he'll wake me up and I'll remember it. And he awakens my ears to hear as those who are taught. I, I, I don't know if anybody experiences what I experience, but, amen, there are times when I'll, I'll, I'll be dealing with different things and I'll go to sleep at night and when I wake up, I wake up with a song. Anybody else wake up with a song? I wake up with a song and it'll just be turning, amen, over in my head, turning over in my and, 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 and you, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a verse of scripture that talks about how God sings to his beloved. Um, Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Uh, Let's look at Isaiah 45 and 3. In Isaiah 45 and 3, uh, this was God. uh, He was speaking to a Persian king by the name of Cyrus. But hear the words of the Lord. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places. That you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. Uh-huh. I say, I got some I got some stuff that's been kept in secret. Yeah. I got some stuff that, amen, it's in the dark. Amen. Do you know why God had it in the dark? Amen. Because if it was out in the open, it wouldn't still be there. Folk would have got it. You ever, you ever sometimes, uh, I, as you get a little bit older and you got this timeline in your mind, you think, okay, now if I can get this done by this amount of time and, and what have you, and I'm getting older and what have you. I remember something uh, at one time uh, with, a, with a young family, and I was you know dealing with some financial stresses and what have you, and uh, there was a time when the interest rates were, were pretty low. And then we had a time of inflation. And and we had that high inflation come in and the interest rates went up. And I was thinking and, and, and I was I was I was thinking to myself, I missed it. I, I I wasn't in financial shape to take advantage of it. I missed it and 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 and, and my chance is over. It's over now. They're never gonna be uh low again like that. We're never gonna see. It. And then uh Inflation rate went down. Interest rates went down even lower. In, in, in anybody understand what I'm saying? And, and where I thought that I had missed it and that the chance wasn't going to come out back around again, uh, just keep living. Things change. Just keep living. And the thing that I learned is that what God has for me What God has for you is for you. And there are some things that God has for you that he put it in the dark so nobody else saw it. And he said, i got it laid up for you. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hoards that are in secret places. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you know what, my stuff might be in a secret place. It might be in a secret place. That's why, amen, I've been looking in the light and I haven't been able to find it. It might be in a secret place. And do you know how to get into the secret place? Amen. The way you get to the secret place, amen, is you fear God and seek his face. Hallelujah. Anybody getting anything out of this today? Amen. Amen. Proposition number four. It is better for you to be leaning on God in the darkness than standing alone with a man-made light. It is better for you to be leaning on God in the dark than standing alone with a man-made light. Look at verse 11. Amen. Verse 11, we're in Isaiah 50, verse 11, it says, Look, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks, and walk in the light of your fire and the sparks that you have kindled. See, what God is saying is that there are times when God has ordained for us the discipline of darkness. But you know what a lot of us will do, we we try to hurry God. And if God don't show up, we'll fix it ourselves. So we think. And so in verse 11, amen, verse 11 says one of the great dangers of darkness is that we may light our own fire. And remember that the darkness was ordained of God. But here we are. We're lighting our own fire. Amen. And uh, uh, what God is saying there is that when you light your own fire, uh, you're responsible for the consequences. And the result of living by your own light. And you know what? There are a lot of people that that's the way they live. They live by the light. That they have lit themselves the light of their own understanding. Yes. That's the reason the Bible said there's a way that seems right to a man. And the end of it is the way of death. Yes. Amen. I'm going to do it my way. I'm, 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 I'm going amen. to, won't, amen, won't trust God, won't lean on God in the dark. And what did he say the result of that was? He said, This you have, this you shall have from my hand. God said, You're going to lie down in torment. Do you all see that? And there are a lot of people that are in torment because they're trying to make it by fire that they lit themselves. Do I need to give you some examples of that? See, when we walk in our own light, we're going to have sorrows. Man-made fire is deceptive. Man-made, anybody know what a sundial is? Anybody know what a sundial is? Raise your hand if you know what a sundial is. Amen. Well, uh, a sundial is positioned in a certain way that when the sun comes up and shines down on it, you can tell time uh, by the position of the sun. But how many know that if it's dark and you take a flashlight and shine it on a sundial, it don't work? <laughs> That's your life. And when we walk in our own light, we're going to have sorrows. Uh, should I give you some examples of that? I think about Abraham. Amen. Uh, the picture Abraham. Amen. A promise came from God. And then darkness. God said, uh, I'm going to give you this land. And I'm going to make you uh, uh, a ruler over this. And I'm going to give you a son. Amen. I'm changing your name from Abram, which means uh, 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 great father, to Abraham, which means mighty father. And God changed his name before he had any, any children. He wasn't father of anybody. And... Amen. Abraham and Sarah decided to light their own fire. And when they amen decided to light their own fire and produce an Ishmael, Amen. Uh, the children of Abraham are still lying down in sorrow today, and there's still squabbles that are going on between the Jews and the Arabs today. You can get in trouble when you try to walk by the light of your own fire. Amen. I think about Moses. Moses received a promise from God and then darkness. And and, and and it's interesting to me. Notice the pattern there. You get a promise, and then there's darkness. Anybody ever got a prophecy or word from God that that just blew your socks off almost? I'm going to bless and I'm going to do this. And, and man, you just get so excited. We get I don't know about you. Amen. We've had some prophecies, some words that come forth here. I've seen some folks shout. When a, when a word came forth, I've seen some folk that, amen, you don't hardly ever see them shout. I've seen them shout. And I was like, oh God, it's getting ready to happen. And you get a word, and then after you got that word, there's a period of darkness. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anybody been there, know what I'm talking about? And, and then it, it has you wondering, was that really a word from God? Moses received a promise from God, and then darkness came. He started out to be a missionary and became a murderer. He slew an Egyptian and set the work of God back, one writer said, 40 years. God had sent him there, and he saw an Egyptian mistreating one of his Hebrew brothers. And when he killed him, he had to end up fleeing for his life, spent 40 more years. In the wilderness. Hallelujah. Uh, I think about Peter. Amen. Peter cut off the servant's ear. When they came to get Jesus. He cut off the servant's ear and embarrassed the cause of Christ. Jesus put the ear back on. Later he began to Weep bitterly concerning uh, how he acted that terrible night. So, uh, it is better to lean on God in the darkness than standing along with our man-made light. Something that, uh, and I preached this a couple weeks ago and I mentioned that, uh, how one of the dangers that we have and that the scripture talks about, Jesus talks about it, is that those you, you know, when you think you're sharp, when you think you you know pretty good, you think you know it all, you know uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the sharpest pencil in the box, smartest person in the room. Uh, a lot of times we, we we think that puts us ahead, and 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 uh, you know, and 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 we equate that even when it comes to spiritual things that. Uh, uh, but you know what I found out? The, the, the Bible talks about the fact that uh, it's hard for the wise. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, because spiritual things have to be spiritually discerned. What? And you remember, I was talking about uh, the soul, the, uh, the difference between the soul and the spirit? Yeah. And a lot of us, we are soulish Christians that we are operating on will, emotion amen, and and, and intellect, and and, and we think that we can serve God successfully, and and, and we think that just because, and and, and I stopped and thought about it, you know what, there are a whole lot of smart people that don't make it in life, that that aren't successful in life. It's not that, you got folk who are on skid row. You got folk that are homeless, and and, and some of them have, you know, Uh, substance abuse or or mental illness or whatever. But you got some folk out there that have college degrees. Have an IQ that's higher than yours or mine. And they are still homeless and destitute. So what I found is that when it comes to spiritual things, uh, it's not enough just to depend on how smart you think you are. Jesus said, Amen. Let me show you the entrance to the kingdom. And he got a child and sat it in front of him. And he said, that's the way you've got to come if you want to get into the kingdom. And so uh, uh, it began to impress upon me because I began to think about, you know, growing up. uh, and, And even when I came to church, even before I got saved. Before I got saved, when I first started coming to church, I could sit in the Sunday school. And I could read the lesson because I could read and understand amen, uh, and, and ask questions, I could, amen, I could get the lesson, the lesson wasn't a problem to me. Lesson wasn't a problem to me. But, but what I began to learn is you, you can't count on your smartness. You can't count on how sharp you are. Because, amen, if you depend on that, the Bible said there's a way that seems right, and it ends in death. And so, Amen. If, if 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 we're going to make it in the kingdom, we got to do what Jesus said. We got to come as a little child and say, "Lord, I'm 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 i, I uh, uh, I'm 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 not dependent on my wisdom. I'm not dependent on how sharp I think I am. Uh, uh, but I'm coming to Your Word, and 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 uh, I'm coming as humbly as I know how. And Lord, show me Your will." And show me your way. Oh, yeah. Do you all get what I'm talking about there? Yeah. It is better to lean on God in the darkness. Than to stand alone in our own man-made light. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the discipline of darkness. Yeah. Alright. Uh, number five. Amen. The fifth proposition that I want to make to you today. Is that if your son is set. It'll rise again. Amen. And, and that's what I was talking about when you remember I was talking just earlier when I say I thought I missed it in the real estate market. I thought the interest rates had gone up and we're never going to come back down again. And, uh, and, and how, how many have ever uh, been at a place where uh, you knew the will of God for your life and you made a choice? You made a choice that later turned out to be maybe not the best choice. And you thought that, man, I can never have what God had for me. I can never, I can never go back there again. I can uh, uh, maybe it was a divorce. Uh, maybe it was a bad relationship. Uh, maybe maybe it was a, a bad decision in terms of relocating or not relocating. But, amen. The devil said, "Well, you, you you're done now. You, you you missed it. That 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 that." That, that thing ain't never coming back around again. The devil is a liar. You all hear me? The devil is a liar. What God has for you. And, and, and you know what? That bad choice or choices that you made, this, this needs to be repeated. This is, amen, it might not sound real holier, but this is a rhema word for somebody today. I want you to repeat this after me. That bad choice you made. Say that with me. That bad choice you made. Look at somebody. That bad, choice you made that bad choice you made did not catch God by surprise. God by surprise. And, your and your bad choice will not, will not negate, negate the will, the will and, the and the plan of God. He'll work it out. Amen. He'll work it out. So don't let the devil tell you you missed it. Amen. You haven't missed it. You might have delayed it, but delay is not denied. If your sun has set, it will rise again. All right. Hallelujah. I hear that song. I I rise. Amen. I I don't know who wrote that poem, but anybody know the the poem I'm talking about? Amen. Then, too, I rise. Is that? Who is that? Maya Angelou. 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 Amen. Powerful sentiments. Powerful words. words. Amen. Stuff comes against us. People, amen, mistreat us. People try, amen, to deny us. Amen. Do what you want. Say what you want. But I, too, or then, too, I rise. I rise. My son will rise again. Hallelujah. 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 Psalms 112 and 4, I'm almost done. Amen. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. Amen. When you do the right thing in the dark, Amen. God will shine a light in your darkness. Psalms 30 and 5. Though his anger endureth but for a moment, His favor is life. Amen. Psalms 30 and 5. I want you to listen to this. Though his anger endureth but for a moment, In his favor is life. And weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said it in the 24th, amen, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. Amen. He leads me, amen, not in, but through. Yea, though I walk through the valley oh, yeah. of the shadow of death, yeah. I'll fear no evil. Hallelujah. My God. Like I said, some things are seen more clearly after the darkness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in conclusion, amen, what we need to remember is that God's eye is upon us. Amen. God's eye is upon you even in your darkness. He sees. You all hear what I say? Amen. He sees. Amen. Uh, Psalms 139 and 12 says that even the darkness is not dark to you. Oh God. That's, that's where I want to get. See, dark times come and, 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 and there is a rhythm in life and, and, and things are going to happen. But I want to be and I hope you would want to be amen. the type of child of God that it talks about in Psalms 139 and 12. Where even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. For darkness is as light with you. Hallelujah. There'll be folk that they'll be panicking. And, and nervous and upset. And you'll be singing in the dark. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Singing in in the dark makes me think about, and and, and I'm not trying to be uh, funny. I know some people that have bad uh, night vision, and uh, you know their their night vision is just bad. Uh, And I don't know exactly what the particular that bring that about, but to a person that's got bad night vision, you know, they they. uh, limit what they do around daylight. They'll be out and about, and and, and, and they make sure that they on their way home or at home before dust settles because they got bad night vision. Well, when you got a person that's got bad night vision, and they're riding with a person who don't have bad night vision, they'll be they'll, they'll be riding and be, and they can't see. But to the one who can see. And, and, and I remember when I was young, Now uh, and, and, you know, didn't do a whole lot of travel, but the time that I used to travel, I used to like to travel at night. Amen. I, I, I like to get on the highway at night. You know why? Less traffic. Less traffic at night. Amen. And, and, and some of those highway those highways were built for speed. And uh, when I would, amen, get on the highway at night, amen, and no traffic in the way, uh, uh, the foot would get heavy sometimes and, uh, and you know they would say oh it takes five hours to get to this place or so many hours it, it, I'd say maybe for some folk it do <laughs> but not me and and, 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 uh, I, and, and, and and I took joy in shaving off the time people say oh it's going to take you eight hours oh, maybe it take you eight hours it ain't going to take me eight hours and uh, you know that's a young person young person talking and uh, I, 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 I you know uh, but I'm, I'm making that correlation when it comes to spiritual things don't let the fearful people around you uh, make you act old before your time yeah, know right. do you ever hear what I said yeah. don't, don't, don't let the, 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 the people that are fearful maybe their, their night vision might not be good But I believe we can get to the place in God, amen, where we lean on him and trust his word. And and and, and one thing that I know about my faith, if I can see it, I can do it. Do you all hear what I said? Amen. If I can see it, I can do it. And I am not afraid of the dark, the discipline of darkness. I hope you got something from the word of the Lord today.